Mr. Height the podcast. We are here. I am so happy to be here, Allie. I I am excited as any theoretical listener. 100%. <laughs> I am I'm very excited. I have been thinking about doing a podcast for a while, as you know, um, and truly just needed the impetus from you to, you know, just actually sit down and fucking do it. So thank you. No problem. I know. I've been hinting at it for a while, (laughs) sort of suggesting, I really think this would translate. I think you'd be so great. Like, what if we did this? And then one day I just said, how about I commit to editing and publishing this thing and let's do it. Meanwhile, I'm like, when is she going to say that she knows how to do this and then we'll just do it? <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm so, so happy to be here. And I think that we're going to have a lot of fun sort of catching up with each other, dealing with um, listener questions. I think that there's a lot of fun stuff ahead. And obviously the our listeners probably mostly already know you, but as you've learned, people have found you from a variety of sources. Yeah. So to that point, could you do a little bit of an introduction? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am Allie of Finding Mr. Height. Um, I I started Finding Mr. Height about a year ago. It was actually almost exactly a year ago. Originally, it was just about my own dating life. Like I had four dates in this one particular week. This is pre-COVID, January 2020, um, a different time. And I picked up my cat, took a bathroom mirror selfie, and posted to my personal Instagram saying, like, I have four dates this week. Who wants to hear about it? And a shocking number of people did. Absolutely. I was one of them. Yes. Um, And so then, you know, I started posting about my dates and People started sharing it with their friends. And next thing you know, I had all these strangers following my personal Instagram and probably getting very confused and annoyed when I posted about, you know, volleyball and cats instead of dating, which is just exclusively what my personal Instagram content comprises. I love and... it. I'm, I'm here for all types of that content. That is my that is my personal brand. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, but so eventually I transitioned it into its own account. Um, and then back in September, I made a TikTok and things really started to take off. And I, I realized that in addition to talking about my own dating life, that I really had the opportunity to use the multitudes of app experiences, dating experiences, relationship experiences that I've had, um, as well as a lot of the you know books I've read and research I've done to help other people in addition to finding my own way. Yeah, something that I know you and I have talked about is something that I'm super happy about selfishly is that I think what you've transformed Finding Mr. Height into has such growth potential, which is why we're here right now. And it has so many different places you can go with it because I remember having these secret thoughts at the first iteration of Finding Mr. Height that you were going to find somebody and this account was going to go away and I was going to lose out on this content. And I, like I said, they were private thoughts because I didn't want to say like I was rooting against you finding someone. Trust me, Um, many people's thoughts were not private on that topic. That is hilarious. (laughs) Um, But so many people said like, I'm I'm rooting for you, but when it's over, it's going to be so bittersweet because I won't have this content anymore. And the first iteration, that's what happened. Um, you know, I, I got a boyfriend, um, again, about a year ago, it took me about a month of finding Mr. Height until I, uh, I remember it felt fast. Oh, it was. I went on 13 first dates in about 30 days and the 13th one, we called him the oyster and we became official. And this is, this is not COVID related. It was right before COVID. I know a lot of people became official quickly because of that, but we were just nuts on our own. Um, (laughs) And we became official very quickly, and then Finding Mr. Height went away, and it was sad. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm happy it's back, and I'm happy that a form of it is here to stay, I believe. I hope so. And I think one of the things I truly love, Hinge's catchphrase, designed to be deleted, I mm-hmm. think they crushed the branding on that. That's how I felt about the first iteration of Finding Mr. Height. It was like... If things go according to plan, if they're going well, this will be gone. And something that I'm really excited about for this iteration of it is that, yeah, a lot of my content is still about my own dating life and I'm drawing a lot of inspiration from it, but it certainly doesn't need to end when I'm no longer on the scene. Absolutely. 
And up to this point, I've just been the mysterious voice on the line. Yes. But... Oh, yeah. Who are you anyway? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, how did I infiltrate this, this situation? <laughs> so my name is Rourke. I am 31. I live in Los Angeles. And I similarly, I don't have a dating coach background. I don't have um, – This is not my profession. This is merely a – I've put in my 10,000 hours, I would Mm -hmm. say. (laughs) And something I take as a compliment from friends is even though I'm single, my friends will often say to me, you're such a good dater. And I think that's where you and I align because we really approach it with positivity and we want to try and have a good attitude and not get super cynical about it, be realistic, but not sort of bitter. And yeah. um, so that's why I love talking to you one-on-one. And also, I am a total consumer of your content, both for my own advice and for sending it to friends. I have revealed it both honestly to friends, where I'll say... Like I know this person? Exactly. This is this friend of mine. I think she has such great things to say. Smash that follow button. Um, and then, of course, sometimes when I'm trying to be a little bit sneakier, I will send it as if I've come across it on accident. Like, look at this crazy algorithm. It generated this amazing advice on TikTok. Amazing. Would you I like actually, to consider it? Yeah. I get several comments a day of people saying, like, how do I get this to land on his FYP? Love. That's <laughs> like, so good. Yeah. They're like, um, you're showing it to the wrong person, TikTok. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, he's on the wrong side of TikTok. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Well, and then In terms of how you and I connected, we did meet in real life. Um, We did. Yeah, we worked together at a company when I lived in New York, and we were on the same team, and I was sort of like this adjacent position below Allie, and so she got to train me in sort of how I could get promoted to one day become her. And I just remember not only finding her – so funny and enjoyable to be around, but also incredibly smart, which the listeners I'm sure know from consuming her content, but she is smart in a multitude of ways. And um, hmm? I said right back at you. Oh, thank you. But yeah, I just had so much both affection and respect for you. And I love that we sort of to rob one of your terms, but put it in a positive way. We sort of breadcrumbed our friendship for a little while. (laughs) And then this whole process has really reignited it. And we've really reconnected in a way that makes me super happy. It's so true. I actually forgot. I realized in my intro, for those who don't know, I live in New York city still. Um, and I am 33 PS cause I forgot to say that too. Um, but I think it's been really, really awesome how we've reconnected throughout 2020 and into 2021 through our dating experiences and we've really cultivated this cross-country friendship where I talk to you more than a lot of people that I actually see in person well thank you (laughs) and appreciate that special um so should we tell the listeners a little bit about what to expect from us what are they gonna get listening to this podcast I think we should um I I'm really envision this as an evolution of my TikTok and Instagram content. So obviously those those mediums have short time limits. Mm-hmm. You know, on TikTok technically it's 60 seconds, but like who wants to watch a minute long video on TikTok? Not I. So you're talking Truly like feels so long. So long. 
So you're talking 30 to 45 seconds. And some of these topics, in fact, most of them are really nuanced. And there's so many different, more specific scenarios that I'd love to get into and I just can't. And so what I think will be so great about this platform is that we'll be able to dive into some of those topics in a more detailed way, get more specific, answer listener questions about you know more, more niche situations. Um, because I, I say this a lot in the advice that I give, none of this shit is black and white. Mm-hmm. If, if you ever see someone giving advice and they say, and you ask them, what does X mean? And they give you an answer, that's bad advice. Mm. because I like that they can't they can't possibly know without so much context because so much of this is situational and humans are very complicated that's true I do think we're going to run into an interesting problem I am foreseeing our our submission form and I have a feeling we're going to end up with people writing in and on some we're going to think this person has written way too much please edit (laughs) and on others we're gonna be like we have no we need way more context and like that I think that will be a tricky balance both for us to parse and for people to when they're submitting Um, I have empathy for both sides of that equation I already see that so I have sort of an an abridged version of what we're envisioning for our submission forms which P.S plug alert if you're listening to this we will have already launched that so findingmrhyde.com slash podcast and you can submit your very own but in my submission where people can say like hey I want you to make a TikTok video about XYZ mm-hmm. I already find that there's the people that write six paragraphs of content that I'm, that I'm like this is specifically just about you I, I should just send you a personal video because I don't think anybody else <laughs> needs yeah, this do you, do- You've mastered Instagram. You've mastered TikTok. We're starting a podcast. Is 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 Cameo next? Where you oh can? Oh my god! <gasps> cameo. I, it's an idea. <laughs> oh my like, god. can you imagine if people used you to like break up with their partner or give oh their partner god. advice? Like, oh my that would god. Be I don't incredible. think I'd want to do the first one. I know well, that'd that be would insane. be insane. It would be quite funny, but I wouldn't want to do it. But what if? What if people used Cameo to? have a difficult conversation or kick off rather to like start a difficult conversation like hey I'd like to talk to you about XYZ and here's a cameo <gasps> I, I don't know that this is a good idea but it's an <laughs> idea like it's a content idea I don't know that it's a life idea so no it's not healthy but <laughs> yeah but it's interesting yeah exactly <laughs> anyway I'm sorry I pulled us off track I loved it um So, yeah, so I think that the way – part of the way that I've been thinking about this is that the questions in the comments that I see on your TikTok are the questions that a student asks a teacher and the teacher says, talk to me after class, where it can't quite be answered to the whole group, but it's a great question and you deserve an answer. Come to my office hours. This is our office hours. Exactly. Podcast office hours. I love it. Um, And then – Although we have plenty of our own experience to pull from and we'll have clearly listener-generated content, I think it'll be great to learn about topics that we don't know a lot about, bringing on people to tell us things that we just have absolutely no experience in. I know you had an experience recently in a field that both of us are probably a little bit skeptical about and yet we're open to. Yeah, I had an awesome astrology reading and tarot reading the other night with um, this amazing woman named Nora, who I'm going to do an Instagram live with soon because she's just fascinating. Um, And that's a topic that I know literally zero about. I am also not the person to be into what I like to call that woo-woo stuff. Um, But I just find it so... Yeah, people are going to come for you. A hundred feet. But, you know, I just, I'm not so into it, but... I think we can all agree that everybody has different personalities. Yes. And fact. <laughs> yeah. The, these are the gems that these we are, can come to you for, Alex. This is it. This People is have the advice. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is the big bucks. If you didn't want to like and subscribe to this podcast already, I got you now. Uh, but, the insights. But I feel like so much of astrology or a reading numerology, whatever sort of um, field you want to talk about with that. What it comes down to is that 
people are different and relating to somebody who's very different from you is difficult. And how do you try to best figure out how to relate to somebody else who has a different frame of mind than you do? Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel like this stuff can be super helpful. I agree. And I think that those ones that you mentioned, astrology, auras, numerology, and then we've got Myers-Briggs, we've got love languages, we've got Enneagram. There are all these mechanisms. I think that just generally people have a really deep desire to understand themselves better Mm -hmm. and also to then be able to relate to people outside of themselves better. Mm -hmm. And I love talking about all of that stuff in terms of my own growth journey in terms of understanding myself I I will admit I currently see a therapist weekly and I absolutely love it I also think that this is a good time to mention that we are not therapists great time to mention that thank you Um, (laughs) yes and it is always a good time for me to mention that I say that at the at the kickoff of every single coaching session I have with a new client that is one of the very first things that I say because I like you uh go to therapy I'm obsessed with my therapist oh and she Honestly, it actually was one of the biggest inspirations for me for really taking the risk to build this platform was Mm. her encouragement. And she is an avid um, follower as well. And we talk about it in our therapy sessions. But so what I what I always say to my clients is like, I'm not a therapist. There are certain things that I am not many things that I'm not qualified to speak on, not qualified to help with. And where I sort of see myself fitting in is an evolution of that. Like therapy is going to help you in so many other ways. And where I'm at is more of in this specific part of your life, I can give you tools to help you in that. Um, But there are certain things sort of like intrinsic things that therapy can really help you with that. I just want to say out there, we're not qualified to do. Absolutely. I think that we are here to give nuggets, to give tids, to give opinions, and that a therapy setting is your space for deeper sort of self-exploration and aha moments, things like that. Not that, you know, we can generate an aha moment. I mean, people have different personalities. That was certainly an aha moment for me. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I mean, I I just thought about ending the pod. We might as well just end the pod. We should end it. That's it. That's the pod. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so perfect. And, and I do think it, it could be helpful for us at some point to dive more into ways to make therapy more accessible because that, I think, is the truly the worst thing about therapy is that it is not very accessible. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So. Um, so we've introduced ourselves a little bit. And I think, as we've said, a part of this is going to be us sharing some aspects of our dating life to the point where, you know, we can protect the identities of the innocent and the less than innocent, but um, <laughs> nonetheless, we will protect them. Even though we, <laughs> even though we may not want to protect that latter group, we still will. Exactly. Uh, we respect, we respect their privacy. So would, would you be willing to um, tell us a little bit about your own dating history. I know we talked about the first generation of Finding Mr. Hyde a little bit, but let's go back a little further and just what has sort of your general relationship history been like? My origin story. So I have had three serious relationships in my life, um, but the first one wasn't until I was almost 27. Mm. I spent the first 10 plus years of my dating life being sort of perennially single Um, and I had like, you know, a boyfriend in high school that I didn't like very much. I just thought I was supposed to have a boyfriend. Um, I wanted a date to prom. Uh, (laughs) I apologize if he's now listening to this. I can't, can you imagine you're listening to your like ex-girlfriend's podcast and she talks about how she doesn't even like you or didn't even like you. Um, I mean, it's, it's great fodder for the group chat. Correct. He's married with a baby, so he's doing fine. Um, but through college I was fully and completely single the entire time, though I desperately wanted a relationship. Those two things are certainly connected. Mm. And and then I moved to New York. And I, again, I, I really wanted a relationship. I dated a lot. I was on all the apps, even before apps were actually a thing. I met my first boyfriend on Match.com on the computer when you were actually, like, watching a computer screen to do your dating. Dating myself. Um, so... I think one of the reasons why I have such a, I think, good perspective on dating and, and a lot to offer from an advice perspective is because I have done it in a ton of different mediums through a ton of different avenues. 
Um, I met one of my serious boyfriends I met in person, um, sort of randomly. Another one I met through a friend. Another one I met on Bumble. Um, and another one I met on Match.com. So just so many different um, avenues. And I wouldn't call myself a serial monogamist per se, because I feel like I've been more single than not. I know you have mm-hmm. some thoughts on that. Um, but I think I've been mostly single with blips of relationships. Is that is that a thing? Absolutely. That that to me is very relatable. And I have a very reductionist, there are two types of people views on this. At least I can see that in my female friends where about some about half are single mostly and every once in a while a relationship happens and then others where I think it's a how I met your mother concept like the window where they're just constantly in a relationship but then their window opens until somebody jumps in oh I so nobody come for me but I never watched how you met your mother yeah we can talk about that it's fine (laughs) it's fine it's not top of the list don't worry about it cool 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 (laughs) I know the concept I've just never seen it yeah so yeah, so that's that's me, and I I feel like I've learned so many different things in each of those relationships. My longest one was a year and a half, so you know, not crazy long, but something a little bit where you kind of get past that three to six month hump. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind you, that's the only time I've actually gotten past that hump, but that's another story. Um, and yeah, and that's that brings us to now, where I've been single for seven or eight months since my last serious relationship, and. Uh, out there ready to ready to find that mr height but you know tell me more about what you've got going on i would actually say mine is pretty similar um this is this might be an area of sort of a little bit of overlap for us i similarly have been mostly single part of that is having gone to an all-girls high school and Mm. like one girl had a boyfriend and she was the coolest girl in school i mean i may as well have gone to an all-girl high school for the number of boys i interacted with exactly And, um, so then I went to college and I didn't really fit in super well in college. I definitely found my group and made myself really happy, but I felt very different than the girls that ended up drawn to the college that I went to. Mm -hmm. And by the way, were many, many girls from my high school. Anyway. Oh, wow. I actually had no idea. (laughs) Um, so I was sort of loud and outgoing and talkative and tall and a lot of the girls there were very cute and quiet and Mm. the boys wanted to date them and they wanted to be friends with me and it was great I actually have some great guy friends from college um my best guy friend in LA is from college and so that has you know worked out in its own way for me but it definitely made dating hard and I had one sort of small college relationship And then dating for me really took off when I graduated and moved to New York because I think that's when I started realizing that my personality, this thing that had made me very unsure in college, was a big positive in a workplace and in a place like New York. Um, I just got to be more myself and that made me a lot more self-confident, which makes sense. And so I just sort of was doing a million different things. I think I was, you know, meeting, you and I have talked about grouper, if any listeners remember that, <laughs> um, wild grouper stories. Um, Can we I have an doing, entire episode about our grouper stories? A hundred percent. Yes. Like a bottle episode about just like rest in peace grouper, remembering Perfect. the king. <laughs> Approximately like maybe 50 to 60 people will listen to it, but those people will be enthralled. Exactly. Um, And then, you know, I think I had like coffee meets bagel. I had, I, I, and then I, a guy that I ended up dating, I met him at a dinner party. Another guy that I ended up dating, we were playing on a co-ed football team together. And so, you know, I was just sort of out and about and learning what I liked and what I wanted. And um, that was, I think, a very important time for me. And then once I moved to LA about five years ago, I had my first truly serious relationship we were together for about two and a half years and really talking about the timeline of moving in engagement kids Mm. all that stuff and as that ball was really getting rolling I started developing this pit where I just was looking at that life and was like I can't do this with you right like that's what you want but not with that person exactly and so 
I ended that relationship and very, very quickly got into another serious relationship that ended up lasting about 10 months. And that is, and then the dissolution of that relationship is really what spurred my therapy journey. I needed to figure out why I was making things last longer than they should, why I was fighting so hard for something that wasn't working for me. And so those sort of two back-to-back relationships have made me try to reflect on my own choices more. And so I've been single for about um, a year and change now and feeling great. I'm super happy where I'm at, but also really open and doing the stuff to find somebody. And so, yeah, life life is um, good, but looking for a cool partner. I totally agree with that. It also, it's interesting what you said about like staying in something too long, you know, fighting for something. Mm-hmm. I feel like I often have the opposite problem. Mm. Not that it's a problem per se, but I have the opposite perhaps pattern. Interesting. I like where that though. I, yeah, I mean, and I think it's because in that first serious relationship that I mentioned that lasted about a year and a half, it should have ended around a year. Mm. And he broke up with me and we'll get into this probably at another time, but he broke up with me and then the next day changed his mind and we got back together and oof, he, I ended up breaking up with him six months later I think that was a timeline, whatever. But I should have realized that him breaking up with me was the right thing because I didn't want to be in that relationship either. But I just thought it was the thing that you do to fight for it. And then since then, though, I feel like I haven't really had a relationship hit the six-month mark. And not that I think that any of those people are necessarily great for me, but I'm not sure if I'm fully seeing things through. Interesting. That's a very... That's a very self-aware thought well i try (laughs) yeah um no the the fight for it thing is exactly my problem where i think that i'm not sure where you're supposed to say like we're in this we will figure it out versus like no we need to call it this was we've passed that right um i think that that is my point of confusion yeah yeah it's tricky yeah yeah well uh we'll we'll figure it out together yeah um and i also think that actually both of the things we sort of just said you know we're not going to be afraid to be a little bit vulnerable on here um i think even though we're here saying we have advice to offer i think we're also here saying that no one has anything 100 percent figured out and we're all amateurs in some ways and you know we haven't fully kicked our bad habits and so we're gonna process that stuff together absolutely and i think that that's actually Talking about times when I've struggled with a piece of advice that I'm giving has mm-hmm. have actually been really good breakthrough moments, I think, for me to talk to my followers about because this stuff is not easy. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to break a habit or a pattern or, you know, I have, we'll talk about attachment styles, I'm sure at some point I have an anxious attachment style. Trying to break that pattern is very difficult and I'm not always great at it. Mm. And, you know, I think that transparency is really helpful for people. I agree. I think that we are not, we are certainly not um, on a, in an ivory tower or on a high horse or, you know, pick your metaphor. We are not, we are not above any of this. (laughs) Certainly not. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows, start swiping on hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. 
travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Um, well, if you have a little bit of time left, I, um, I have a little story time for you. I always have time for story time. Please go on. Great. Okay. So I went on a couple dates with a guy. It started, the first was a FaceTime date. And I don't know if that counts as like a full date. It does. Or if that's like a point. Okay, great. Or if it's like a point five. So we had a FaceTime date, really hit it off over FaceTime. And that I was kind of surprised. I've been a little bit down on FaceTime dates and Mm. I could actually feel like, oh, we might have something here. So that was fun. Mm. And then we did a outdoor picnic date, sort of like a daytime thing um, because it was, it was like a holiday or something. And then our third date was cooking at his place and neither here nor there. That is where it ends. We did not go out after that third date. Got it. So I will temper my excitement for the rest of the story. Noted. Exactly. Um, and we can call, <laughs> by the way, we can call him the manager. Ooh, okay. I like that. You know, I love a nickname. Exactly. I'm going to try, I'm going to try and be as creative as you. I'm, I, I'm like bad at them. <laughs> Rourke, I literally called someone the snowman this week. I don't think I'm setting a bar. <laughs> I mean, at least you're, I think you do a good job of sort of like looking at things in their profile. <laughs> and my problem is I always want to make it like their profession, which is just yeah. going to give it that it, that's like a little too much. But, um, so over text before our FaceTime date, he had mentioned that he managed a restaurant. I didn't ask which one. I just said, wow, that must be really tough during this time. I hope, you know, I just sort of went to that place. And then over FaceTime, he brought up, hey, I wonder if you've ever been to my restaurant. I said, well, which one is it? He proceeds to say, my very most favorite restaurant in Los Angeles, close to where I live. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah, because, like, this is why, you know, in pre-COVID times, my friend group, we had, like, a bar that we went to, and this is why all my guy friends, like, they were never allowed to, like, flirt with the people that worked at the bar. You can't ruin the bar. You can't ruin the bar. Correct. And so I was immediately like, no, no. So when we meet up in person, I say to him, I hope you know, I go there a lot. I've been there a lot. I've been there with exes a lot. Um, And I'm going to keep going no matter how this ends. I love that you put that out there because the keeping that restaurant is more important than this budding relationship. And I appreciate that. A hundred percent. The the food quality is impeccable. So (laughs) Outdoor dining recently reopened in Los Angeles. And so a friend and I went on Sunday morning for breakfast there. And at that point, we had broken up and probably not spoken for 10 days. So my friend and I are going and I made a reservation because with seating being limited and me being type A and controlling, I like couldn't not. And so explain yourself. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I don't have to justify this favor. No, you do not. Um, so my my name my name was out there, and yeah. like I don't know if managers like review this. I I I don't know. They do. But oh, okay, great. I, yeah, I don't know the inner workings. Okay. So um, my friend and I obviously are speculating. You know, do we think we'll see him? What do we think it'll be like, etc. We arrive. We are seated. Nothing happens. I don't see him, and so we're just enjoying our meal or rather enjoying our coffee. And then a server comes over and puts down a plate in front of us and says, here are some gluten-free pastries on the house. Oh, yeah. So I have, uh, for the listeners, I have celiac and he was aware of this. And so obviously these are, um, these are Rourke pastries. They are Rourke pastries. These are not your run of the mill compliments of the chef. Exactly. And so also, but very thoughtful, very sweet, very kind. Indeed. And so I am immediately, you know, thinking, okay, like I need to thank him, of course. He's going to come over. He's going to come over, I thought. And so he doesn't. I I now get a sight line on him. They have like this big outdoor area. And he keeps sort of like meandering up to the edge of where my friend and I are seated, like going to the table six feet away from us and then turning back. Like furtively looking at you to see if you've been enjoying the pastries. I, yeah, I, I like sneaking a peek. I don't know. He's he's a manager, so he can float. He is not tied to a certain 
quadrant. Um, and so I, I, I feel a little bit stuck because I'm like, am I supposed to call him over? Like, what is this game we're playing? Well, you also can't go into the restaurant. You're not allowed, right? Oh, no, you are. Yeah, very much not allowed. And they cannot go in under any circumstance. <laughs> Um, Even to thank so, a manager for sending you gluten-free cookies after you've gone. Exactly. Um, yeah, the COVID protocol alarm will sound. So I I pull out my phone and I'm like, I'll text him. I immediately realize I've deleted his number. Oh, no. Yeah. Which is not something I like typically do, but I yeah, for some I was reason say, did. I didn't know you to be a number deleter. I, I'm not usually. I'm not sure why. Um, I just sort of de- – I, I, like, went on a purge one night where I just, like, deleted old conversations, and that must have been one of them. And mm. I don't save num- – I, I don't save contacts. So that's part of the problem. So my friend says, well, are you still matched on Bumble? Are you going to – I'm going to keep oh. quiet. Let's find out where this is going. Keep going. What, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I, are you going to message him on Bumble? Oh, my God. No, I'm not a psychopath, and my friend isn't either. <laughs> okay. No, oh, no, 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 no. oh, you're going to get his. No- okay, never mind. Keep yes, going. there you go. That, thank you. Um, she thought that he had offered his number to me in the yeah. chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now. I'm Not how it went. I had given mine, of course. I realized we'd face. This is just a series of unfortunate events at this point, by the way. So I realized then, okay, we FaceTimed. He'll be in my call log. Problem solved. Can I, I also scroll- say for a moment, though, that you are going to so much effort to be kind and thank this person? Thank you. That means a lot. Um, I mean, not only did I think it was the right thing to do, just to be a nice, like, good person, I also really need to maintain my status at this restaurant as a good patron. Yep. <laughs> I cannot have him sullying my name. Cannot lose the restaurant. We've been we've been through this. Exactly. So um, I scroll back in my call log. And quickly realized that this was the night I actually had back-to-back FaceTime dates with men of the same area code. Oh, no. Yeah. And so my friend, now we can make fun of my friend because this is a crazy suggestion. (laughs) She goes, text both of them. Don't. Yeah. She goes, text both of them because I think the guy would be fine. Like, she was like, do you think that guy would react weirdly if you randomly texted him about gluten-free pastries? That that would be so fucking weird if you just got this thing and be like, did this person really just make up this story about getting delivered gluten-free pastries to talk to me again? You know, I've pulled, I have pulled that before. I mean, I Not in my proudest that. moments, nor recently. Such as the like, oh my god, sorry, that was meant for my friend, but you were yeah. just right there. I mean, I've definitely done that, but but <laughs> what I'm saying is he would think that's what you're doing. Agreed, agreed. This, um, and then I mean, I ha- I don't have like a lot of shame about this stuff, so I just would have been like, oh, loop, lol, sorry, <laughs> bye. Um, <laughs> I don't know what those sound effects were. But, yeah, what was um, that? Ooh. Is that, is that you? Like oops and lol combined. So I said Perfect. loop. Perfect. Wait, are you a person who pronounces it lol? Oh, shoot. I don't know. Now I'm self-conscious. I don't think I knew this about you. It's like lol versus lol person, people. I think I I think I say lol. No, I don't. That's crazy. <laughs> I just said it and it sounded so bad. It's weird. Okay, good. You're not. Yeah, okay. Um, Keep going. Anyway. So I'll have to be more self-aware of how I say these things. So um, I just take the risk that I think I talked to the manager first that night. So I text the first number and say, hey, these gluten-free, like, gifts showed up um, mysteriously at our table. Were you behind this? If so, thank you so much, you know. And he said, yep, that was was. me. Hmm? Obviously he was behind it. Yes. And he said, yeah, that was me. You know, I talked up the gluten-free treats so much. I wanted you to try them. And Very I said, nice. you know, thank you so much. Next time, just come over and say fucking hello. <laughs> and um, he said he didn't want to interrupt. I obviously said it nicer than that. Um, but he said he didn't want to interrupt our breakfast, which, like, ugh, whatever. <sighs> um, but, yeah, so so far I'm coasting at the restaurant. Okay. Um, and, you know, I'm I'll, I'll – I'm anxious about a day when I am there with a guy, Mm. but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. There's no need to stress about that now. Not that I am not the queen of stressing about future problems, Mm -hmm. but there's no need to stress about that now. Exactly. And do you have a story for me? I I do. I'm so excited. (laughs) So... This is a story from a while ago, but it, you, it reminded me of it when you told this story because I also have an awkward restaurant story. 
I was dating a line cook at a very fancy restaurant in New York City. Um, Like, he was my boyfriend. We were in a Mm -hmm. relationship. This is just important to establish that this was like an established thing. He had met my parents. So he worked at the super fancy restaurant. Like, I love fancy restaurants. I love food. I would not have paid the prices at this restaurant ever. Wow. It's very expensive. Um, so we're going to talk about this later. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what time <laughs> it is later. Um, so he he works there, and he had never invited me to come in, which I had never really asked. But one day, finally, he was like, "Oh, you should come in. You should have dinner. You know, bring." He knew a friend of mine like really was obsessed with this the head chef of his restaurant. He's like, "You should bring this friend." Um, and we'll, like, send you a bunch of free food. It'll be amazing. Like, you're going to love it. Delightful. Right. So far. Yeah. So far is the, is the right word. <laughs> um, so we go, and there's no acknowledgement. Like, he is back in the kitchen, right? I'm assuming that at some point he will come out. It's, he will. Somebody will acknowledge that, like, we are there to see him, to sort of, like, be, have this experience. That doesn't happen. So I'm like, all right, like, I assume he'll come out at some point. Obviously, like, he's working a line. He doesn't have his phone, right? So I can't, like, text him. Right. So we sit down. It's one of those restaurants where, oh, and he had specifically told me, like, don't order very much food because we're going to send you food. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't actually. You had instructions. I had instructions. I had very clear instructions via text message that I reviewed later that said only order a couple things because then I can send you food because like once you put something in the system, then you have to pay for it. Yep. So I'm like, great. It's one of those restaurants where they like recommend a certain number of plates per person and they like send it out to you, you know, as it's ready, which basically means we're too lazy to course your meal. So it's just going to come out whenever we fucking want. (laughs) So one of those restaurants and they recommend like four or five dishes per person, which is laughable, but whatever. Are so, they very small? Is it like tapas vibes? Eh, it's a, it was it's like new American share but plates. Like, share plates. Okay. Yes, thank you. Share plates. Yes, exactly. Um, again, they don't want to deal with who eats what. Mm. So mm-hmm. they're just like we don't we don't want to deal with when the food comes out, and we don't want to deal with who it goes to. So you figure it out is what they're saying. Uh, but we're gonna charge you a lot for it. So we ordered one each. Because, again, we've been given specific instructions not to order more than that. Right. And the server... And also, I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, my boyfriend, he works here. Like, I don't want to be that person. No, it was, in my opinion, it should have been done by him to tell Mm -hmm. whoever, like, oh, my girlfriend's sitting in that section. Right. Say hi for me. Or, you know, that's her. Anything. Thing. This man has clearly no idea, the server, has clearly no idea that I know anybody there, that there's anything going on. All he thinks is we are these annoying people who have only ordered two plates and are now taking up a table and he's going to make nothing in tip because we haven't ordered enough food. And I was a waitress for a lot of years, so I feel that pain. Mm-hmm. So I'm so awkward. I'm like, I, I, what how do i figure this out again i can't text him i like can't see him it's like an open kitchen but he's not in the part that i can see so eventually we're like waiting and waiting and this poor guy is like hovering by our table eventually we order more food yeah i mean you you have to you have to and again it's a very expensive restaurant so like we order this food we're eating the food's good it's good but Mm -hmm. you know we're eating whatever finally we're basically done with our meal he comes out with, like, this sad little dessert plate and is like, oh, I feel bad. You didn't, like, get enough food. Like, never really acknowledges the fact that, like, he's just put me through this very awkward situation where he, like, pitted me against the server, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, never – it was so awkward and – you know that secondhand embarrassment too when like my friend is there watching this incredibly awkward interaction between me and my boyfriend. And oh yeah, I, you do not want an audience for this. No, and also because he worked the dinner shift at this restaurant, he hadn't spent that much time with my friends because the schedules were just so opposite. So she hadn't really met him before. 
So the first impression that she, my very close friend, has of my boyfriend is, side note, this friend now hates this person, but for different reasons. Um, the first impression she has is this horribly awkward interaction, and I end up having to pay so much money for this dinner because we ordered all these dishes so that we could eat, and mm-hmm. because I invited my friend there under the guise of basically getting a free meal, I paid for her meal. And That's very honorable of you. I but I get why you did it too. So it was ju- it was just so awkward, and I he like wanted me to come back another time to like make up for it, and I said no. I'm like I can't deal with that again. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, that, that, and I do think I like. I just want to make clear, knowing you, and not neither of us are people who would ever go to a restaurant and be thinking, snap, snap, you know, no. bring us free things. No, like that I mean- is not the point of these stories. Um, I worked in a restaurant for years. Like never, that would never be my vibe. But if somebody says, Hey, I really want you to come to my work and I would love to send you free food. I'm going to assume that I'm going to go to his work and he's going to send me free food. Exactly. That this is a expectation reality difference where he set you up for a certain thing. And then you behaved as you should have based on that instruction. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm very sorry that happened to you. And as much as I actually love a public couple fight when I am not at all in proximity <laughs> to the couple, <laughs> I'm very sorry you had that third party presence. I mean, it's funny cause like we weren't even fighting. It was, it, we truly weren't fighting. It was just awkward. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, that's, that's a tension. getting awkward again, just thinking about it. And this turned into like one of the most toxic situations that'll be a different story time but he he is not a good man um how long were you together after this incident i think in total we dated for four or five months so not that long because we would have been he had already met my parents when we went he met my parents early because they happened my parents live in california at the time um and they happened to be in new york so he met them like earlier than i would normally introduce someone to my parents but yeah, so, I don't know, five months? Yeah. I've done that before, too, based on, like, a parent visiting. Yeah. I feel like my parents either have either met somebody too soon or have never met somebody that I dated for actually quite a while because Very of the relatable. distance. Um, I mean, I don't want our um, first episode to be too long for our people. I feel That's like so this true. we might be at a natural ending point. I think we might be i could honestly just continue to chat and chat and chat with you but i suppose that's what future episodes are for yeah we gotta um we gotta keep on coming back we should just like end on a cliffhanger it's like and then he came out of the kitchen <laughs> i'm sure I they'd love up. that i'm, I'm sure they'd love ended. that yeah that wouldn't generate <laughs> any sort of anger whatsoever um on that note though this is a brand new podcast and please if you are into it like subscribe share with your friends even if you're not into it maybe they will be yeah, exactly. Say, like, I have mixed feelings, but maybe you'll feel very positively and convince me to feel even more positively. <laughs> I hate these people, but maybe you won't. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, uh, I think the phrase is, like, rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, um, subscribe. And also, where can they get a hold of us? So, uh, there is a page on my website, findingmrhyde.com slash podcast, that is dedicated to Finding Mr. Hyde the Podcast. And on there, we've created a contact form where you can ask questions that we might answer on an episode or give us feedback. Honestly, this is the first podcast that either of us have ever recorded. And we would love any and all feedback that you have. Um, Hopefully it is kind. Yeah, no, we'll take it. We really will take it all and we will see it all. We will read it all and um, take it all under advisement. So thank you. Thank you for participating in the development of this podcast here and that's a really sincere thought absolutely um you know and if people have i would love to hear too if people have guest ideas or you know even not in specific like in addition to that astrology thing if they're like oh my god it'd be amazing if you brought in an expert on this thing or if you know a specific person that you really like about it in a certain space or genre that you think would be great send them our way that is a great ask thank you for thinking of that yeah, because I think a lot of, from what I have discovered, a lot of the people that follow me know some really cool people. Zero percent surprised. <laughs> I mean, also, cool. yeah. j- revealing um, 
the timeline of things a little bit. Today is a special day, and I just want to call out that Allie and her Finding Mr. Height TikTok hit 100,000 followers today. We did. Uh, who's we? I did. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> don't no give we. me credit. Well, you said Allie and her Finding Mr. Height TikTok, so then I said we as if my TikTok is a separate entity. Ah, uh, yes. It is an uh, extension of you, not a separate entity. Oh, God. It's, it's gone too far. Um, Yes, 100,000 followers today, which is truly insane i like can't even i haven't even wrapped my head around it to make some sort of like oh my god amazing thank you video um but i did promise that i'm doing a giveaway when i hit 100k um, i'm gonna give three people a free dating coaching session or profile review whichever they prefer awesome so by the time this airs i will have picked those people so congrats to those people yeah, well, that's super fun, and I just wanted to say I'm so proud of you. I was honored to be a part of you sort of deciding to be on TikTok and deciding to tackle it, and so the idea that you're here, and I think it, from my end, it happened so fast. Your growth has been insane, and I just think it's so cool, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you, and I want to say that you are an integral part of me deciding to be on TikTok and getting good at it because... We talked at length when I first started about trend ideas and different video things and how I should kind of do stuff, and it was super, super valuable advice. Well, I'm, a, I'm just thrilled to be along for the ride. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, well, thank you to all the people who made it through this podcast and are going to stick with us, and have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.